0: Melbourne AA Steps Weekend, 2016. This is Shay talking about Step Two. Morning. Wow, awesome. Okay, I'm going to time myself too, because I can talk. But then again, I thought, like, how do you share for 20 minutes on a step? And I, um, funny thing is, and then I started looking into Step Two, and it's quite big. I mean, there's um, probably a hundred pages. Shay, alcoholic. <laughs> there's a hundred pages in this book, really, that sort of lean towards the steps, yeah. And um, we don't jump through the hoop of step two into step three until page sixty. So there's like, man, what's that? That's sixty percent of the program is in the first two steps in this book, because, man, we, if we don't get these two steps, we just can't move forward. And I think they knew that. First of all, the alcoholic, man, we're going to fight like ever against the problem. Because that's the last thing an alcoholic wants to be—is to be told he's an alcoholic. Yeah, and then we got to jump through that, and into the second one, we're going to jump into something where we're going to have to challenge almost everything we believe in. You know? And um, and the book does that masterfully. And when I tried to look into the book and find how to cram all that into 20 minutes, it's quite difficult, because there is there's so much on step two, you know, that goes into the second paragraph, um, second chapter, and there is a solution, you know. And I'm a Joe and Charlie student too. You know, and, and I mean, if, you, if you're new here and you don't know who Joe and Charlie are, and if you don't have a sponsor, you need to go and find these two things, I believe, because for me, they changed my world. You know, Joe and Charlie introduced me, first of all, to the... My first step experience came through them in my 11th rehab, yeah? I'm 12 months over, by the way. I'm um, 6th of March last year I came in here, and um, I've been around this fellowship for 12 years, Yeah. And um, for the first seven years of those 12, I I didn't care if I drank or not, you know. I was just caught in this thing where I just really didn't understand what was going on. But the last five years of my drinking and drug taking were, um, I really didn't want to. I didn't want to drink and I didn't want to use, but I was still out there doing it, you know. And that showed me two things. It showed me that there's people out there who want to drink and there's people out there who don't want to drink, and both of them are drinking, you know the baffling feature of alcoholism for me, you know. So I, um, so I had to look into this book and there was just so many things that I, I ended up putting together a little thing for myself because I'd, go, I'd jump all over the show and um, I'd end up down on step nine and all sorts of stuff like that. So I, um, I came prepared. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I get to laugh at myself a lot today, you know, and that was never possible. So what am I doing here this morning? Ah, here we go. Well, first of all, Two things changed in this book, yeah, from the first edition. One thing was Dr Silkworth put his name in it, okay, and the second part was where um, the second appendix, you know. We talk about the first 164 pages all the times the program, but then you got, like we said, the preface, the doc's opinion, and the appendices at the back. So I think there's a lot more than 164 pages, yeah. Um Probably leave out the check to the wives. Sorry, <laughs> right, I was doing that for someone. Um, all right, where am I? Okay, I'm going to go straight into the doc's opinion here. Okay, I'm, just, I'm going to do a bit of the book this morning, you know, because um, it's where the program is, yeah. People who don't know what this book's about, this book is actually here, because I, I believe step two is the solution. You know, I wasn't here last night, um, <coughs> but I, I, I take it that we were introduced to the problem, you know. Um, first step's the problem. Second step's the solution. Very fanatical, aren't we? We jump from one extreme to the next, you know. And um, this doc, new. Oh, this is a different one. Can I have the other? Ah. They've changed. This is the Australian edition, isn't it? They've changed. I know they've just changed that, but it's completely different. Can I grab the other one? There's some pretty cracking stories in the back of the Aussie one, eh? Aussies are funny people. I'm from New Zealand. <laughs> 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 uh. Ah, here we go. Um, frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. In nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. Okay, we've got step one from this doctor, yeah? He worked with forty to 50,000 of us. You know he could see something in us that we couldn't see yeah and um, he already knew the he already knew the solution you know he didn't give us the solution, but he knew that you know we had to we had to find a power to live and it had to be outside of us you know and, and we find that through another doctor in the next step but um two must straight away you know like I, they say this program's suggestive the more I look at this program there ain't anything suggestive about it and trust me. For the 12 years I've been around here and I've fumbled and fucked this thing up for a long time, the only time I've got any success is when I've taken this program and I've turned all the suggestions into musts. You know, I've, I've got some success and it's been in spite of myself. And straight away here in the doctor's opinion, we're not even in the book yet, there's two musts. You know, These alcoholic people must have a depth and weight. You know? We've got to be crushed. We have to be crushed. We have to see the problem. We've got to see that no matter what, we're always going to return back. And when drinking, I can't stop drinking because of the way... Like, I've drunk enough booze that my body's changed and it's given up. It's not, it's not going to break alcohol down like normal people, all right? And then in nearly all cases, their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they recreate their lives. Two musts, all right? We're not even into the book. And if you understand, and you become a student of AA... It's just part of it when you get when you get into AA that um, you know I, I love the original manuscript and how the, the AA has got together and they had to change the book because the way that Bill wrote the actual original manuscript when you go through the twelve steps and Joe and Charlie do this well is he's um, he's put a lot of musts and he's put a lot of things in there that tell us we must do this and he says look if you want me to write the book. I'm going to do it my way after this. And he's removed all the musts from that chapter. And then you get into interaction, and there's just, he just smashes it. There's just, it's just full of must right through that chapter. You know? I love Bill. He's just one of us. I've learned not to pedestal anyone anymore, you know, and Bill's one of them. You know? he, he'd have no more power than any one of us out there on our own. You know? Left to our own devices, everyone in this room will drink if you have this disease. You, know? and you want to talk about a power greater than me? It's you lot, you know? Definitely as you lot, you know, I, I know that today. Um, brief history on step two. Um, this guy, uh, this guy is a Roland Hazard. I mean, Roland Hazard was a rich guy, yeah. His family owned, like, the Allied um, chemical company over in the States. And in the midst of the Depression, they brought it for $170 million. You know, that's a lot of money back then. I don't know what your times it by in the 30s to get to what we are today, but it's a lot of money, you know, and... Um, they didn't know what was wrong with him. So they sent him over to this dude, Carl Jung. We've all heard of Carl Jung? Yeah, people who know some of mightn't, you might. know. He, he's the guy who basically gave us the second step. And this guy, Roland Hazard, went to work with him for a whole year. He stayed under his tutelage and managed to stay sober. And then you know, when he walked away for a week, within a week when he, before he got back to Paris, he's drunk. And he can't understand why. You know, He's walked away from the power, which was Carl Jung, and he's gone away he's ended up drunk and he's ended up back there only for Carl Jung to understand right there and then that he'd misdiagnosed them. So right through history, they haven't known what to do with us. You know, I say alcoholics, you just push them over to the side, you're going to die and you're going to die miserable, you're going to be alone, everyone's going to hate you. Uh, and that's just the nature of how, where we are. You know? And um, he's gone back and he's gone, man, I've misdiagnosed you. He said, I thought you were just a problem drinker. You know, and w- I tried all these things. And then now that you've left and this has happened, he goes, I'm sorry, I've wasted a year of your time. You know, you're an alcoholic. There's nothing we can do for you. You know, and you imagine that. The gates are just shut in on the guy. He hasn't, he's got fucking millions and millions of dollars, right? But his life's over. He's going to end up with a sock brain, wet, lock, get, what Was it? get a bodyguard, lock yourself up. You're going to go insane. You're going to die. You know, and that was the great physician. That's Carl Jung, man. You know, we tried to get Freud. Luckily, he was too busy. We'd all be sitting around analysing our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, off we go, but anyway, we ended up with this dude, you know, and he was humble enough when he asked him to give him the solution to our problem, you know, and all these things got put together by Bill, you know, there's stuff going on all over the show, but he found out then that, you know, he says yeah, once in a while throughout history cases like you guys have shown up, and it's happened in You know, when we have these 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 major spiritual experiences where we can, when we walk away from the drink never to return. There's only one other book mentioned in this book, and it's William James's Variety of a Spiritual Experience. Yeah, it's the only other book in there, and he talks about he uses it as it's like an ego deflation at depth, followed simultaneously by a transition of hope. You know, that's step one and two crossing over recovery becomes possible. And then we're in a step and we've got to make a decision, alcoholic making a decision bad. But anyway, step two, (laughs) jump in again. Anyway, but Carl Jung said something else very interesting when Bill wrote back to him later on in life. Like like alcohol in Latin means spiritus, yeah? And when you break it down, it has a double edge, it's a double meaning. You know, it can mean either the grievous, the bodily poisons, which is alcohol, Mm -hmm. or it can mean the highest of spiritual experiences. And he said to Bill that as alcoholics, he says we're seeking fulfillment in either one of them. You know, there's no middle ground for us. We either have that one or we have that one. You know, we don't seem to float anywhere in the middle. We're like fanatical in there, man. And the book gets fanatical about this too. But that—that's—that's that's what he said. You know. So you know, we, we were given the solution somewhere in there, and I got all—I got it out enough of us in this up for so long that he. He put Bill there and all these things came together. And when you understand the history, there's no way that this didn't happen without God's help in it. I believe. That's my belief. You know, you guys believe whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you how to believe either. This is just my experience with the steps, yeah? It's how I well, tend to go. I'm running out of time. See what I mean? I just knew that there was not enough time to share on this step. So where was I going? I'm going to go, no, Joe and Charlie say this. They say that every person should know about page 17. See, I'm walking away from my notes already. Okay. This is just page one. This is um, page one of 17. <laughs> this is page one of There is a Solution, chapter two. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once as hopeless as Bill. Um, nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. We are average Americans All sections of this country and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who would normally not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful, which is what I felt before we got here this morning. I heard it out there. You know, there's there's something here. It's indescribably wonderful. It's out there, man, before we even got in here, you know. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Um, Unlike the feeling of a ship's passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. The feelings of having shared in a common peril is one of the elements of the cement which binds us. See, I've read that so many times, man, and I didn't know what it even meant. You know, and what we're talking about here in AA is once we've gotten past step one, we're talking about one thing and one thing only. We're talking about if we're powerless, we need power, you know, power. It's all about, this whole book's about power. Apparently from page 45 on, alcohol's not mentioned once more in the book, yeah? This book's got nothing to do with alcohol. It's about finding that power in our life so that we can go out and we can live, yeah? Yeah? And that's what it's talking about here, that power. Okay, the power we were talking about before we walked in of the fellowship and all of us coming together. We come here together for a reason, yeah? Okay? And the other power he's talking about in here, okay, is the 12 steps, you know? And how it works, it says half measures availed us nothing. And my experience is that that's the, that's the truth. You know, a half measure is me just attending meetings. It's a half measure because that's only one of the powers available here. The other power is the program program gives me the power to live under my own resources with the power outside of me which I find inside of me yeah so there's two powers and if I'm only in one it says I'm going to drink and my experience has been that's been true for me you know but the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution you know, this don't, man, it doesn't discriminate. You know, that's, that's the nature of a disease. It doesn't care. We're of all ethnic backgrounds in here. There's males, there's females, there's, you know, with different sexual gender. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't care. It's on every continent. It, it, it just does not care. It jumps through all these hoops, it separates you from the norm, and eventually it robs you of everything and it kills you. You know, that's the World Health Organization, how they define a disease. We tick all the boxes. Uh, and if you think you feel separate in this room, that's okay. I felt that way for a long time, but we've got a common solution. You know, we have a way out in which we can absolutely agree, and a put in which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book cover um, carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. You know, and I, I need to hear that. You know, because I knew I was screwed. You know, but I didn't know there was a way out. You know, my ego got in the way for so long that I didn't want you to know how hurt I was as an individual. You know, and I'd do anything to keep you from that. You know, I'd have barriers up so you were 10 feet from me. You know, and this bu- book breaks all that stuff down, it throws me, it throws it away, and I get given the original me. You know? and, and that's what this program's done for me. You know, and I, I love the first tradition. I always put the first tradition down into step two as well. You know, our common welfare comes first. You know, our, you know, my recovery depends upon you. Without you, lot, I'm screwed. You know, and I don't want to be on my own. I've been on my own all my life. Yeah? Even when I've been around people, I have felt separate. You know, and that's what alcohol did for me. It brought me into the world, until about the age of 20, when I started drinking against my will. You know, and that's what Bill said. An alcoholic's just someone who drinks against his will. And I was doing that at 20. You know, and then for the next 20 years, I'm 40 now. I just, I was just feeding the beast. Yeah, I was killing myself. I'm running out of time. I want to do a couple more. Five. five, five kiwis always talk. We do, don't we? Okay, I'm going to go to the. Okay, this did happen to me, man. I, I, I've gone through this program with, with a sponsor, and like I, I didn't come in here under good terms. My um, when I came in here on the sixth of March, my partner had driven the car off the road at 100k with my one-year-old in the back. She was in a coma on life support. My daughter had snapped her neck in three places. Yeah, she was she was two years old, and um, my, my ghost was up. You know, there wasn't any area in my life I could look around in and go, oh, I'm doing all right over there. You know, I was burnt to the ground. I was estranged from every other human being on the face of the earth. No one liked me. I didn't like me. My family had had enough of me. The family of my child had had enough of me. No one wanted me, and I hated me, yeah? And then I went through this program, and the power we're talking about in here came available to me, and my sponsor said, go back and read the book. He says, it's going to change for you now. And I thought he was back on the crack, <laughs> but <laughs> you guys know what crack is then. <laughs> oh man ah, do, what have I got? Emily, okay. there is a solution and almost none of us like the self-searching the leveling of our pride the confessions of shortcoming which this process requires for a successful consummation but we saw that it really worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When therefore we were approached by those with whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to pick up the simple, call of, uh, the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. See, I don't have to do anything in here. It's already done. But the problem is I get in the way of it. You know? I, I don't, we're not reinventing the wheel. It's, I just have to come in here and I've got to do the work there. People in here that are getting quality lives and time up are the people who are doing the work. It's not those that want it or need it, because everyone in this room does, but you, you'll notice those people that are getting it are the ones who are doing it, yeah? Um, we have found much in, of heaven and we have been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence which we have not ever dreamed. And that meant to me, personally, that we've got three levels of consciousness in us, yeah? We've got the conscious, subconscious and unconscious, yeah? Now we've got a God consciousness, Yeah. You know? And this is the one that I'm going to trust in. Yeah, the great fact, and this is the part where I just, well, I was my, my sponsor on crack was no longer on crack after this, because it says, and this, the reason, I'll explain as I go, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, the first aster- asterisks, which have revolutionized our whole attitude and outlook towards life, our fellows, and towards God's universe. And I knew it was right, because right then I knew that I'd had that thing happen because I'd always viewed the world as a very hostile place. You people were always just out to get me and that there was just no way I could trust. And all of a sudden, I'm having a good time. You know, I'm not afraid of you lot. I'm not doing things to myself and others where I'm damaging, you know. And like, two minutes, cool, I can do that. And life's changed, you know. It's okay. I'm okay for the first time in my life standing here in the moment, you know. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything anymore. You know, And the central fact of our lives is today the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered our hearts and our lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never have done by ourselves. And that's me. I could never do what I'm doing today. I couldn't, you know, and I don't need to explain it. All I need to know is it's happening, you know, and I can't take much credit for it. The only credit I take when I came in here broken enough... Was so I had a willingness to do whatever it took, you know? And now I'm getting the rewards of that with this, with the life for the first time. I've actually got friends. I've never had friends, you know. I've got all these things going on. I'm not going to brag about my life because I could, and I love where I'm at at the moment. And life's life's great. You know, it's not perfect, but I, but I, but I'm actually in it. Oh, it's my ex partner. <laughs> Can I call you back? <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, life's good. Thanks. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.